Coming up next on the Jeff Crilly Show, do you remember when Frisco was just a sleepy little town north of Plano? Well, it's far from that now. It's the fastest growing town in North Texas, and it's creating growing pains for their schools. We'll talk to a candidate for the Frisco's ISD School Board next. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, when I got to North Texas in 1992, I don't even think I heard of Frisco. Uh, yeah, everybody knew Plano, of course, but uh, the, Frisco was like a little spot on the map. And now some 200,000 uh, call it home, and it's growing uh, by leaps and bounds every single year. Of course, that creates growing pains for the school district. To talk about that today, Melanie Barris-Jones, she is a candidate for the Frisco ISD School Board. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Jeff. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about this. I mean, sure. we all remember when Frisco was just a little, you know, speed bump. Tiny, yeah. tiny. Yeah. I've had the pleasure of meeting people that have lived in Frisco for over 30 years and telling me that um, Preston Road was the highway and there was no DNT and there was nothing and there was no downtown. Right. And it was this farmland, basically, this tiny little area. And now it's grown to be the, the sports capital of the of the USA with all these wonderful Absolutely. partnerships that are coming in and these professional sports teams. And um, when I first got to Frisco in 2015, it was the best place for young families to yes. start. And, and I remember doing stories in the, uh, you know, the uh, early 2000s about the, the uh, roadmap that Frisco ISD had created because mm -hmm. they, they wanted all their, their high schools to be small uh, so people would, you know, know their graduating class and uh, they would pop up two or three a year. Well, tell us what's happened in recent years. Okay, so in recent years, we've seen a large influx of people moving to North Texas in general, but Frisco in particular, and for good reason, people come for the school district. We have a reputation for excellent education, and rightfully so. Um, the, the, what's happened though is we've gotten impacted in some of our high schools, and Reedy, for example, has the largest enrollment in Frisco ISD, and we're bursting at the seams. We really can't, we're at capacity. We can't take any more children into the campus. Um, and so a lot of rezoning gets done, and it's hard for a lot of families to understand why that happens. But in, in the effort to try to keep class sizes down, we have to move kids around, but it makes it inconvenient. Yeah? You've got to drive your kids, you've got a job, you've got a company to run, whatever it is. And so it makes it difficult to, to why am I sending my kid halfway across town when there's a school right here? Sure. It's because those neighborhoods grow to beyond capacity, and that's where we're at. All right, we're going to talk more about the issues you're passionate about in a minute, but mm -hmm. I, I want people to get to know you. Uh, we're going to pull up the page about your family from your website. Tell us more about your beautiful family. Sure, thank you. Unfortunately, the person that's not pictured in there is my oldest daughter, Nicole 
who's 28 and just got married, everybody. I'm so excited. Our son-in-law is incredible. In fact, we just found out that his postdoc uh, is being done at Cornell University. He wow. just got the offer the other day. So congratulations, Matthew. Of course. Um, but my son is 15, a student of Frisco ISD since second grade. He's got autism, mm -hmm. so I'm a special education parent. Uh, my husband and I have been married for 33 years. We have our 34th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Coming up, thank you, in July. Uh, we are definitely dog lovers, mm. uh, and in fact, I do some volunteer work for Texas Great Pyrenees Rescue because I love my fur babies. <laughs> okay, so let's tell I mean, I guess the easiest thing for you to do would be not run. I mean, running, that's a, it can become a full-time job to run for sure. office. Sure. Uh, what dis made you decide to throw your hat in the ring? Well, you know, over the years, and I've known some past board members, um, I've noticed over time that what's been happening with my particular SPED community is that we are growing significantly. And when I first got to Frisco, we were at about 8% of the district, and now our population is 12.1% of the district. So if you look at how many students we have at about 67,000, Jeff, that means that that 12.1% equates up to a little over 8,000 students. That's a significant number. Additionally, if you look at autism in particular, those incidences are on the rise and have been since my son was born. 15 years ago, one in 150 births was gonna be an autistic child and now it's one in 36. School districts have to be equipped and prepared with the right teachers, the right paraprofessionals, the right bus drivers, right? Co-teaching opportunities, enough special education support, occupational therapy, speech and language pathology, physical therapy, all the ancillary benefits that go along with the children that have those disabilities. And so for me, looking at the board and the makeup of the board, they've been fantastic. But I noticed that so far I haven't seen anybody that has real direct experience in dealing with a special needs child. Mm -hmm. And so for that reason, I decided I was gonna throw my hat in the ring and run and give my community the representation and support that they deserve. We found a great piece that Fox 4 did about six months ago. Let's go ahead and roll that now. Now, there are two new middle schools opening in Frisco today. Fox Force Hannah Batal live at Wilkinson Middle School with the story. Good morning. Good morning, Shannon and Brandon. Yeah, we're joining you live at Wilkinson Middle School. It is officially in session as of a couple minutes ago. And this is a district, Frisco ISD, that has rapid development, has had it in the last several years. If you can believe it or not, 20 years ago plus, back in the 90s, mid-90s, this district had just four schools in total. Now fast forward to 2023 with the addition of these two new intermediate schools, the current total in Frisco ISD stands at 77. The district superintendent tells Fox 4 growth over these last couple of years has slowed a bit as far as student population goes. A couple of years ago, district started what it calls a doorbell system on its campuses. That works to uh, stop and screen through a camera each visitor before they walk through the door. This year, every Frisco ISD school will be equipped with that security measure. When you come to the front door, um, you have to have an ID, you ring the doorbell, there's interaction with someone inside, and if you can't, if you can't present an ID and you can't give a reason for being at school, you don't get in. Uh, it's actually kind of funny, I, I went to a school one day and I had forgotten my badge in my car and they wouldn't let me in the school. So they're, they're doing a good job with it. 
Superintendent also says the district has gotten a better grip on teacher staffing giving these, given the statewide shortage. It is still looking to hire a few positions and says that anybody who might be interested should apply on the district's website. Now, uh, even though the, the district is very excited about these new schools and new initiatives, it is, like you mentioned, starting the school year on a somber note. The district superintendent and the district itself wanted to extend condolences to the family of that student, as you mentioned, killed on a bicycle earlier this morning while riding to school. The uh, district ha and as well as police have released very few details about the incident thus far, but we do expect to learn more about it throughout the day. Reporting live in Frisco, I'm Hannah Batal for Good Day. And I thought that piece did a good job just really, uh, you know, putting an exclamation point on how fast everything is going. Yes. And, and Frisco, as you pointed out, has a great reputation for schools, but to maintain that excellence trajectory, it needs good leadership. Tell everybody more about your race because uh, you're at large and it's a nonpartisan race. Correct. Correct. And I love that because we need to keep the politics out of the classroom. Sure. Right. Sure. I have often said if we continue to put politics over policy, it's going to be detrimental to our students. And if we don't keep the culture out as well over curriculum, it's going to do the same. Sure. Right. And so remember when I said in 2015, Frisco was named the best city for young families to come move, live and raise a family. Those demographics have changed significantly with the advent of all the professional sports and things coming in. And when people started to realize in Dallas proper that our tax base was lower than theirs, a lot of older people started moving in with their older children, which was why we started to see a disparity between the younger children and the young families and the older kids coming in. So our demographics had a big flip. So we had high school, college age kids moving into Frisco, which now with the economy the way that it is and the way housing prices soared, Frisco is not an easy place for a new family to come in and start because they can't afford it, mm. right? And so now what we're seeing is that our elementary schools are literally emptying out. And we're finding that our teachers are going to be displaced. Wow. Because there's not enough students to keep the full grades open. We were talking off camera about how thankless a job it is. It seems like <laughs> yes. you, you guys are kind of caught in the middle. Uh, so again, I guess with, let's talk about your motivation because uh, you're you're not going to get love letters. No. Why, why are you why are you running? No, no, no love letters. Maybe even some hate mail. <laughs> Who knows? Change is hard, right? Change is hard. There's nothing that's going to prepare anybody for anything more than being a special education parent. Talk about change, abrupt, all of a sudden, you're hit with this thing and you're going, what do I do? And like most women, we rally. We figure it out, we roll up our sleeves and we dig in. And when there's a problem to be solved, I'll say that women can get that job done probably a little faster and better than a man, especially if their children are involved. Now, as a mom, I've been a mom for a really long time, coming up on 29 years, guys. Um, I'm all about what's best for the kids. What can we do to make it better for everybody, for the children? And that's what this is about for me. I'm very passionate about education, always have been. I'm very passionate about children. And I'm always passionate about what are we doing to help everybody? And when I go in and advocate at the table for an IEP for my son, in the back of my mind, even though I'm focused on my kiddo, I'm also focused on what am I doing that's gonna help the people coming up behind me? Mm. Because that's what the people did in front of me. The ones that I get to talk to now that are telling me, hey, I have a 35 year old with Down syndrome. I've got a 38 year old. My 30-year-old my is, is autistic and we went to a special school and now he lives on his own in Fort Worth and has a job in his own apartment. And those are the stories that empower me and I want my story to empower other people. And if I can be in the forefront now 
because I've done a lot of advocating behind the scenes that people don't know about. I've created some great things for this district. And if I can do that in front and say, hey, I've got ideas, I've got plans, I know that we can continue to grow our district and be that beacon on the hill and take us to that new height, that's why I'm running. Wow, okay, we have about a minute left. Okay. I want you to talk to the voter in Frisco who uh, hasn't really been going out uh, to the ballot box lately. Uh, why should they go out to the ballot box and, and vote for you? That's a great question. You know what, I was that mom. I have a small business, my husband travels 75% of the time. When I moved to Frisco in 2015, I didn't know a soul. I was busy, I was in my four walls, I was trying to figure things out. I needed my son who was a second grader to transition well into the new system here. I had a lot to do. And the last thing I was paying attention to was the school board, to be honest, and to any politics really. I was doing my life and wasn't really paying attention. And I knew from a, from a bird's eye view that, that the reason why we moved to Frisco, because I had choices, we chose Frisco for the school district. I knew that at least I had a good school district and I figured the people on the board had it covered and I didn't have to worry about it. And I didn't really, didn't really pay attention for years until I, I met a gentleman who was on the board and I started to see how things worked a little bit better. And then the more I got involved with advocating and the more I got involved with the relationships with top leadership in Frisco, and I have meetings with them all the time, make no mistake, I meet with parents and teachers on a regular basis, current admin, former admin who feel comfortable talking to me because they know I'm a vault. Whatever they share is gonna stay right here. But I can assure you, I know the pain points and we have them. We have a few things that we need to fix, but we are fantastic. My goal is to keep us there and then take us to that next level. So if you're looking for a board member that cares about your kiddos, that understands what you're going through on the behavioral side, on the special education side, on the teacher side, and on the gifted and talented education side, then I'm your person and I hope that I'll earn your vote as we get to know each other. Wow. Okay. Great way to end this segment. <laughs> Thank that you. That was wonderful. Thank you. Uh, we're going to end with uh, your website, which is Jones, the number four, FISD.com. Yes. Uh, Melanie, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Jeff. This mm -hmm. was great. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.